Well, God bless you on this early Sunday morning. I love the time change. I just hate to wake up to it. Amen. I love the longer sun. Asked over and over, tried to ask our congressman, tried to ask Ryan Williams, tried to ask those, the powers that be, that we would leave this time right where it's at. This is where it's supposed to be. We can, yeah. I don't know how good that'll do, but we can. God bless you for being here. I know it's early, but God is so good. It's good to rise in the morning to worship Him. It's His Word. We've been in James chapter 1. And been talking about trials, and you know, we're all going through trials in our lives, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our jobs. Just about everywhere we turn, there's a trial, isn't there? <clears throat> but finally, today, we're going to get to something that I've been looking forward to, and that's James chapter 1, verse 22. If you've got your Bibles, get them out with me. You know, it's a fun time of the year for the sports fanatic because it's March Madness. Finally, just, just about every time you turn the TV on, there's going to be a basketball game on. And for the sports fanatic, that's a, that's a fun time. Uh, I, I love this time. But, you know, as you watch college basketball or if you watch any sport, you know, it's exciting normally and it's fast-paced. But you know what makes it interesting? It's, it's the players on the court. And, you know, when you, when you go to a game, when you watch a game on TV – there's two sets of people there, two groups of people at a basketball game. There's the players and there's the spectators. When I go to my son's baseball games, there's the players and the spectators. And uh, there's the doers and the viewers, right? While the players are on the court doing all they can to win the game, the spectators are sitting in the bleachers watching. And, you know, sometimes the spectators, they may cheer, they may yell, they may encourage. They may encourage the players, but they are not making a material difference in the outcome of the game. You know, the, the players will sometimes say they're the sixth fan. And, you know, the encouragement is good, but it does not directly impact the game. And in this chapter, here in James chapter 1, verse 22, where we're going to start, it says, be Doers, not just hearers. Be doers, not just viewers. All right, James chapter 1, verse 22. Y'all got it out? It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he looks into the perfect law, but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that your word will not return void. But Lord, as we, as we uh, learned last week, how important our soil is. Lord, I just ask you to soften our hearts. Lord, for our ears to be open. 
and that our hearts would be good soil this morning. Lord, regardless of what we've just walked in here with, I just ask for a miracle on our hearts. That, Lord, as the word goes out, Lord, your word is going out this morning, Lord, that it would be taken into a good heart, into a changed heart, into a willing and humble and meek heart. And, Lord, I just ask that your word would come to life in us, that your word would come to life in us, bring life into us, Lord, and give us the answers that we're looking for today and for tomorrow. Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge your presence, and we just ask you to teach us right now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Christianity, for the most part, has become a spectator sport. Most believers are not in the game. They think, and I'll go so far to say as sometimes we think, that all we need to do is show up at church every once in a while. Get our church on. They come to watch the show, maybe cheer on the players who are actually doing the work. To be a doer of the word means that you are not just a viewer. You are a participant. You are on the court taking part in the contest. The funny thing is, you are taking part in the contest. The problem is, are you, are you playing in a way that is going to bring victory? You know, there's no way to walk through this life and not be a part of life. You are a part of a trial, whether you're going through your trial with God or without God, right? The problem is, are you going through your trial as a spectator, hoping the game will turn out the correct way, or are you on the field ensuring that the game turns out the right way? And one way that we ensure that is by applying God's Word. It's the doer's who gained the prize. I've never seen them give the Stanley Cup to a fan. But he's a great fan. He's the greatest fan ever. I've never seen them give the prize. I've never seen them give a professional athlete's paycheck to a fan. It's not going to happen. It goes to the player. It goes to the one doing the work. It's the doers who gain the prize. It's the doers who win the game. It's those who actually do the Word of God, who are actually participating in the work of God, who make a difference in the world. Heard somebody just this week uh, say to their family, I don't feel like I'm making a difference. That's a good statement. That's a good statement to recognize. And if we can, just for a moment, have some self-evaluation time. You know, that's what church is about. That's what God's Word is about. It talks about the mirror, and we're going to look at it. We look in the mirror to see what we look like. But unfortunately, we come to church, and we look in the mirror, and we don't see ourselves. We look at everybody else and everything that they're doing wrong. And we don't allow the Word of God to really impact us. And that's what we're going to deal with a little bit today. But as a self-evaluation, in what areas do you claim to have faith while your actions show unbelief? What areas do you talk a good game at work or at home, but your actions show something completely different? Acknowledge those areas. Decide to act on the faith that you have and practice today what you proclaim. Practice what you proclaim. 
All right, Mark chapter 7, verse 6 says this. It says, the people, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. God does not like lip service. He likes heart service. He likes genuine service. God does not like someone who only hears. What are the characteristics of a hearer? That's what we're going to deal with today. The characteristics of a hearer, and this one's really deep. Everybody brace yourself. The hearers hear only. It's key, though. The hearers hear only. The reason I say that is James is not condemning the hearing. We have to hear. The last thing we want to do is shut off the hearing. I'm not saying that. But we've got to take the hearing from, from point A to point B. Hearing is just not entertainment. It says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we have to have the hearing, right? But the problem is it's those who hear only. A hearer interacts with the word on a certain level but never lets it impact his life. It's never applied I like to kind of, I've been kind of using these kind of analogies because we all have phones that have apps on them. You can download the app, but never press apply. Never install it. Never open it to allow it to run. It can just sit there. Have you ever had an app that you downloaded that you never opened? I, I have. It looks good. You're looking on there. You're looking on the app store and you download stuff, but you never get to it. What good did that app do you? None. Zero. You've got to open it. You've got to apply it. You've got to install it. You remember verse 21? James chapter 1 verse 21? It says, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Some of you may have come in here today and needing saved I don't mean salvation. Maybe it is salvation, but you're just about at the end of your rope. You got one last little thread that you're hanging on from. I want you to know the thing that is going to save you is the Word. You have got to get in the Word. But it says here to receive how? With meekness. The only way to truly receive the Word of God is humbly. That's the only way to truly receive it. Why? Because it's trying to change you. And if you don't receive it humbly, you're not going to allow yourself to be changed. We can't put ourselves over the word, but we must humbly put ourselves under the word and submit to its authority in our life. The hearer of the word does not humbly receive the word. Instead, he is prideful and superficial, has superficial interaction with the word. It's limited to listening. It's limited to listening and does not translate into action. It's important is that we are not hearers only. Can you imagine going into your job and being trained? Them spending a day or a week or a month training you. Then they put you on the floor to work and you don't do it. How do you think the work will turn out? Maybe in your mind it turns out okay, 
but not in the company's mind. They are looking for this product. You are giving them your product, not their product. We're trying to come under the authority of the kingdom of God and see that the word of God comes true in our life. The problem is we are trying to to do God's word our way and hope that it turns out God's way. And that doesn't work. We hope that somehow in our way there will be a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But there's not. There's not. There is God's way and there is man's way. Can can you see that that's what James chapter 1 is talking about? Getting out of man's way. And getting on to God's way. God's way brings freedom. God's way brings victory. Man's way brings sin and destruction and failure and death. Well, I don't know about you, but I want to choose God's way. Number two, the hearer. The hearer, number one, hears only. Number two, the hearer forgets. That is so key that the hearer forgets. Do you remember one of the soils? They get the word, but then as soon as the trial comes, they forget. The hearer only forgets the word. James chapter 1 verse 23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. We read this, and I think that we don't really grasp the simplicity of this. This is such a, um, for someone that does this, it's such a, a dumb way to live. Please take that the right way. If you're a hearer of the word only, if you're a hearer of the word, but then you walk away and forget what it says, you've completely missed it. You know, I know, I would almost bet 100% of you, maybe 99% of you, looked in the mirror this morning. I hope you did. You got up this morning, you took a shower, I hope, and you looked in the mirror. You combed your hair, you brushed your teeth, got your clothes on. We look in the mirror and we say to ourselves, How does my hair look? Is there food in my teeth? Does my socks match my shirt? And then we walk away, and you know what's, what's neat? We don't forget. If you were to go to the DMV down the street down here and fill out a driver's, uh, driver's license form, you wouldn't have to ask the person next to you, what color is my hair? You don't forget. You don't forget your own reflection. In the same way, it should be shocking that when we look into the mirror of God's Word and then go away and forget what it says, that should become shocking to us. Just as the same way a mirror shows spots, blemishes, dirt, messes on our face and our body, the Word of God shows us our sin. It shows us what is off about our life. We get off in our life. If we will go to the Word of God, it will show us not only what's off, but it'll show us how to get back on. How we've gotten off track and how to get back on track. It shows us how to fix our problem. And you know what it shows us? It shows us our true 
condition. We can lie to ourselves. We can lie to other people. But there is a true condition. I think that that's something so effective, so impacting that's about to happen at the end of the month is this uh, Sozo seminar is to help deal with your true condition and some hurts that you've got that need to be healed. Maybe we see our sin in God's Word and we choose to ignore it. We choose to continue in our sin. The Word reveals our sin and it reveals our remedy for sin, our only remedy, which is Jesus Christ. But if we miss that, if we forget that, we're not looking into God's Word appropriately. Do you know what we are? We're hearers. Something I'm trying to cause the light bulb to go off in our life is to recognize, are we hearers only, or are we hearers and doers? And I think for the most part, most of us are, are somewhere, somewhere, probably not all the way at the end. You're not achieving everything perfectly. Maybe you're not all the way on this end. Maybe you are, and you need to start moving toward being a doer. But I can tell you, we need to improve. I don't want to be caught as, a, as merely a hearer. It just doesn't mean a hearer forgets the word. It also means he doesn't put it into action. A person may remember the biblical stories, the theological points, but if he doesn't translate them into action, then a person has effectively forgotten the word. You know, I, I just went out yesterday with my son and one of his friends to the ball field and pitching to him, throwing, throwing balls to him to bat. And, you know, as a coach or as a dad, sometimes you recognize a flaw. And then you try to communicate that. Hey, you're dropping your elbow or you're pulling your shoulder, you're pulling your leg out. My son says, yes, sir, I'll do that. But then he has to apply it. If not, that ball's going to continue to zing right by him. If you don't take the Word of God and start to apply it, you're going to continue to get beaten by sin, by the world, by Satan. You've got to apply God's Word. Have you ever noticed that you learn better when someone shows you how to do something and doesn't do it for you? Something that drives me crazy when, someone, when I'm trying to learn something is for them to push me out of the way on the computer or if it's cooking or whatever and say, let me do it. No, show me how to do it. It's so funny, I'm so, um, I'm, I, I, I'm challenged when it comes to laundry. I don't know if that's really a man thing or if that's an intentional thing or, you know, there may be something going on, you know, sub subliminally so that I'll be bad at it. You know, Bill Cosby says if you'll just not be good at it, she won't make you do it anymore. No, I just, but I have to be shown. Don't do it for me. Let me do it and you show me. Why? Because something clicks when I do. When she's gone and I'm going to do it again, I remember I got to get the cup. I got to get the... Uh, the dryer sheet, i got to do this, I've missed something. And I, I go so far as to take notes because I'll forget. And you know what? In doing the laundry, you miss one step, you are in trouble. You may ruin the clothes, you may cause mildew. Who knows what you may do? Who knows what I may do? 
in the same way. I get out here and I start living my life, and if I don't stick to the Word of God, I am going to get off. And the problem is you don't know how far you're going to wind up off. You know, when astronauts go to the moon, they have to make corrections regularly. I mean, probably, more, probably every minute. Because if you're off just a fraction, you're going to miss the moon by miles. Our whole life is about making corrections. Are we going to make them according to God's word or according to the world? It's not enough to be a hearer. It's not enough to come in here and hear a good message. It's not enough to come in here and worship the Lord with, with all your heart. It's not enough. You've got to take the word of God and apply it into your life. That's the difference in a hearer only and a doer. Finally, number three. Let me, let me back up. It shows us that the word is a mirror, but describes the image seen as no less than that image of Jesus himself. The word shows us Christ's likeness so that we might measure our conduct and character against his and allow God to shape us into Christ's likeness. God's word is a powerful, cleansing, delivering agent. But finally, number three, the hearer is a hearer only. The hearer forgets the word. And finally, the hearer, catch this, very important, is deceived. Have you ever heard this phrase? I've made it many times. If you think you can't be deceived, you're already there. If you think you can't be deceived, you're already there. It says in James 1.22, it says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Verse 26 goes on to say, And if anyone of you among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. A person who hears the word but does not put it into practice is severely deluded. There's an assumption that hearing the word is all that's involved in Christianity. As long as I go to church and get out my Bible sometimes, then I'm doing well. If that's your mentality, I want to warn you that you're deceived. You're wrong. The external listening to the word is not what Christianity is about. Do you know what Christian means? It means a follower of Christ. It doesn't mean someone who's come to church and who said a prayer. That's the beginning. That prayer that you prayed, as long as it's in your heart and you really meant it, that's the beginning. You have just started to become a follower. But what if you become a follower and Jesus goes on and you stay home? Are you a follower? No. You're a spectator. You're standing back and watching him as he goes. A follower follows. How do we follow? We get instruction and we apply. We take the word of God and we apply. We allow the Holy Spirit to come in and we apply. As long as I go to church. If you stop there, you're deceiving your heart and your religion is worthless. To say it another way, as James does in chapter 
in the next chapter, your faith is dead. Faith without works is dead. Bottom line is that the hearer of the word thinks he's a Christian but is not. The, world, the word may have some superficial contact with his mind, but the message has never pierced his heart. It's never changed his life. So it's possible for him to think he's religious even though there's no sanctification going on in his life. It says that if he doesn't bridle his tongue, his speech is such depraved after Sunday sermon as it was before he came in. The word has had no impact. And you know what? Even if your words haven't changed, more than likely the rest of your life hasn't changed either. Deceived in thinking that the hearing of the word of God is enough. It's not enough to sit in a worship service and listen to the preacher talk about the gospel. You have got to take the truth of God's word and use it to examine yourself and to let it change, work a change in your life. God's word is like a mirror and we need to realize that, you know what, it's a reflection of us, not somebody else. When we get in the Word and we start to look at the mirror, it's not so that we can see what's wrong with everyone else. It's so that we will see what's wrong with us. Doers aren't deceived. Why? Because they understand that God's Word is about them and to be lived out, not looked at. So instead of sitting in church and thinking, wow, that preacher really told them today, Take the word of God and do it. My prayer this morning is that all, anyone who is here today that is deceived will see the spiritual truth of their condition. And I pray for God to open up your eyes because only he can do it. This self-deception is so deep. And only an act of God can cause you to realize that your religion is worthless. Pray this morning that for the first time, you'll not merely be a hearer of the word, but you will do it. That you'll become a doer of the word. Who continually receives the word with meekness, seeing the mirror of the word in, his own, in, our, in our own sin. And in the only remedy for that sin. Do you know what the remedy for that sin is? It's repentance of sin and trusting in Christ. Humble yourself today. And don't just be a hearer. Be a doer. Amen? Let's stand up and let's pray together. Tomorrow, we're gonna, um, next week, we're going to look at the doer. Well, Father, I just ask as this is the time change Sunday, Lord, that the alarm clock would go off this morning and it would wake us up. Lord, that our church, that our city, that our nation would wake up and realize that we have a tendency of wanting to be just hearers. We hear it and it sounds good to our ears, but no application is made. Help us this morning, Lord. Help us this morning to take the first step in doing. One way that you may need to start doing this week is by forgiving. It may be repenting. It may be stop murmuring and gossiping and stop lying. 
I want to encourage you as I pray this morning, get in the Word and try to apply something. Father, right now as we get in the Word this week, give us some application verses. Lead us right to some application verses, Lord, that we can start to apply the Word of God into our life. Are you here this morning and your life is falling apart? Are you here this morning and your marriage is falling apart? Are you here this morning and your finances are falling apart? Are you here this morning and your health is falling apart? I want you to know there is the Word of God that we can apply to your situation this morning. Step out this morning and let this be your first step toward doing the Word. As I close this prayer, those that are ministering, come on down. We want to pray with you. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today is the day. It says that all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. Everyone. But if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Step out this morning and let us pray. If you have a prayer need this morning, I just ask you right now, step out this morning and let us pray according to God's word. In Jesus' name, amen.